Girlfriends, episode number 262, Six Ways to Brighten Your Day. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about ways to brighten your day, these very late winter, very early spring days. Who doesn't need that? Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? I hope you're doing all right, especially these days. So I wanted to pick up this topic this week because it's at this time of the year that here in New Hampshire anyway, that it can begin to feel like spring's right around the corner, but it's not truly yet. And it's just like, it feels like winter will never go away. The cold will never go away. The snow will never go away. The ice will never go away. We'll never have real sunshine again. And it's easy to start feeling down this time of year. And, you know, we're in the thick of Lent. We're just feeling it in multiple ways. So I thought I'd bring up this topic because at least once a year, I like to visit the topic of, you know, getting over the winter blahs or the winter doldrums or, you know, whatever you might call this time of year, what we feel like when we're just sick of it and over it. And wherever you live, even if you live in bright and sunny California or Florida, um, I think this time of year can just have that feeling that it feels like it kind of drags for us. And here, you know, our dogs, it's so funny. I, I always can kind of relate to the way the dogs feel this time of year where they're just constantly crying about something or asking to go out and then immediately asking to come back in because outside is not exactly what they want because it's too cold or icy or snowy out there. And they just feel like restless in that way. And I can always really relate to that because I think I feel a certain kind of restlessness, especially this time of year. And it's not strictly weather related, but for sure it is, you know, living where we do in um, northern part of the U.S. up here in the Northeast. It it can be hard. And uh, along those lines, before I dive into this week's content, I just wanted to mention that you should, if you're feeling physically tired, physically not well, pay attention to that because, you know, we can just say, oh, it's just the winter blahs or whatever. But no, if there's something real going on with you and there might be, and you might have a physical situation. So I'll just share with you because I feel like I had this experience and I think I had it so that I can continue to share it with others and um, alert others to the possibility that it might be something as simple as a vitamin deficiency that you're suffering from. So it's been two years now. So two years ago, right about this time of year, beginning in January and then just continuing until this time of year when I finally got diagnosed, I didn't know what I was suffering from, but I was feeling tired. I was suffering with a lot of pain, a lot of chronic pain in my joints, Um, especially in the mornings. I would wake up and have a lot of difficulty, even just like walking down the stairs. My hands, I like made a joke with my family. We called it Lego hands, that I had a Lego hands problem where, you know, like Lego people, their hands are like in these permanent C's. It felt like that when I woke up in the morning, like so stiff and so sore. And it's so dumb that it took me so long to just finally make an appointment and go to the doctor. But I was Googling and diagnosed myself with all kinds of different autoimmune disorders. And I was very concerned about what I was going to go to the doctor and find out. Anyway, long story short, I did end up going to the doctor. She did a general uh, blood screen. And the only thing that turned up, the only thing she said, you're 100% healthy, except you have a severe vitamin D deficiency. 
So she put me on immediately a super strength dose of vitamin D, prescription strength. And almost immediately, my didn't immediately go away all the pain, but it almost immediately, major, major shift, major change where I was feeling tons better. And I just thought, how dumb is that? And how simple a thing is that? And so, of course, now I'm very careful about taking my vitamin D supplements, especially through the winter months here where we get very little sunlight. You know, if you think about it, even if I'm going outside, I realized in the winter time we're bundling up and I'm not getting vitamin D. Like only one little part of my face is exposed when I go out there. So um, it's really something to consider. So if you're feeling not well, it might not be vitamin D for you, but it might be. It's a very common deficiency. Um, not everybody experiences it in the same way. So there might be other symptoms that you're you're feeling that are different from what I experienced, but be aware of that. It could be something as simple as that and it could be very much worth your while to just go and get a checkup, get a screening with your doctor, um, especially this time of year if you're feeling um, not quite yourself, if you're feeling like something's going on with you. So um, I know people have anxiety about going to the doctor or do like I did and just Google everything and diagnose yourself with terrible things and then want to avoid going for that reason. But that's silly. Don't do that. Take care of yourself. So if you're if you're experiencing anything along those lines, I really want to encourage you to just go and get a screening and see see what your your levels are like. Um, it can be a, a life changing situation with an easy fix like that, um, and something that you could easily prevent in the future. So that's my little uh, public service announcement <laughs> before we start here. That's my late winter public service announcement about the importance of vitamin D and other vitamins and minerals that you could be deficient in without ever knowing it. All right, so I'm going to talk about six ways to brighten your day. These are easy things that you can do that you can consider doing that can bring just a little spot of joy, beauty, happiness, peace to your day, especially this time of year when we all could use a little bit of that. Um, So the first one I'm going to suggest is to pray with scripture. Okay, so many of us, you're doing this every day. You might be reading the daily readings. You might make, you know, you might be part of a Bible study. You might be doing the Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz, which is so popular. But I want to encourage you to spend a little time deliberately praying with a scripture passage that has special meaning to you, or that can especially speak to you in the circumstances you're going through right now. Maybe there's like one of Jesus's miracles that is really inspiring or encouraging to you, or maybe reading about uh, the Annunciation and Mary's fiat is inspiring to you to accept and embrace what God's will is for you right now. Or maybe there's a Psalm that you love. Psalm 23 is so beautiful. That's a very popular one for people to memorize and to just ponder. And if you don't have a favorite scripture passage. This could be an invitation. This is your little encouragement, your little reminder. Get one. Why don't you have one? (laughs) Find one that speaks to you where you are in your life right now. Maybe just scroll through the Psalms and, and find one that really has a lot of meaning for you and spend some real time just reading it carefully, reflecting on it, and just spending some quiet time in prayer. Let God speak to you. There's so much peace and joy to be found inside of God's Word. His Word is eternal. His Word speaks to us in our circumstances, our particular circumstances in personal ways right now. Um, One scripture passage that I really like to reflect on is in uh, John chapter 13, verse 7, where it says, Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And I think that's a really beautiful passage to reflect on. Think about Jesus speaking those words to you right now. 
if you're suffering through something, even if you're suffering through something as just generic as, oh, the winter blahs and you just are feeling down these days and having trouble finding joy, that Jesus can speak to you through those words. He's saying, you don't realize the meaning of all of this right now. And especially if you're struggling through something very hard, that can be a really beautiful passage. And many of us are. In the world today, there's a lot going on. I feel like we're beginning to see some hope in the end of the the time of COVID with um, the vaccinations becoming increasingly available and things going back to quote unquote normal in some way, shape or form. But many of us are still suffering under unusual circumstances. Many of us are still restricted in our access to mass or the sacraments. Many of us are, are dealing with financial worries as a, as a cause uh, that are caused by the pandemic or dealing with stress with, you know, caring for your kids in new ways or dealing with remote schooling that you didn't have to deal with previously and all of those additional stressors that might be going on in your life, not to mention health worries that might be a part of COVID-related situations in your home, in your family, in your extended family, among people you know and love. So whatever it is that you're struggling with, spend a little time reading scripture and, you know, I especially recommend if you're dealing with something difficult to, to read those kinds of lines, the things that Jesus said that can speak to us right now. You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. I think such a beautiful reminder that Jesus, he, he knows exactly what we're going through and he sees the greater purpose in it all. He sees the greater plan. He sees the good that he wants to do with the things that we might be enduring, we might be suffering, we might not ever choose on our own that are going on right now. And later we'll understand, later we'll see that. There's really a lot of hope inside of those words. The other passage I want to specifically mention is um, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. That God works things together for our good. Whatever's going on, whatever horrible situation you might find yourself in, whatever challenging circumstances you might be experiencing, whatever challenges you're facing, God knows all about it. I think that's such a beautiful reminder, such an encouraging reminder that He's right there with us in it and that He can work all things together for our good, things we would never choose, things He would never choose. You know, we, we experience all kinds of evils in our world, all kinds of sufferings that God would never choose for us, but they, He allows for them because he allows for us to have free will. So many of us are going to suffer as a result of sin, sin of other people, sometimes our own sin. In in different ways, we, we suffer because of original sin in our world today. And God allows it, but he can work all of those things together for our good. There's a lot there to just pray about and to focus on and be encouraged by the fact that whatever you're going through, God sees it, he knows it, and he's going to bring good out of it. There's really a call to trust inside of those words. But maybe there's some other passage of scripture. Maybe you like to read about the, the wedding at Cana or the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, or maybe there's even an Old Testament passage or story that has great meaning for you. Spend some time, even outside of prayer time, outside of your regular prayer time, spend some time in God's word, praying with scripture, and See if that doesn't bring just a little more joy, a little more happiness, a little more peace and contentment inside of your daily living, even, even as we're going through some of these very challenging late winter days. All right, so that's the first one, pray with scripture. The next one is very practical, very different. Just get some flowers. 
<laughs> this is a silly one, but it's it's so helpful to me. Uh, you know, we women, we love our flowers. And you may not be the type of person who love, love, loves flowers, but look for a way that you could bring some flowers into your home. Uh, many times we think like, we can't buy flowers for ourselves, And I don't mean you have to get like a fancy bouquet delivered to you. Do that if you want. You are totally allowed to do that. Um, but just pick up some flowers that you like at the grocery store. This time of year, that's what I do. I try to do that on a regular basis. Just, you know, it's $10 or less that you can spend on whatever kind of flowers you like. Maybe it is some other kind of a plant that you want to bring into your living space. I love tulips. I just those like my favorite flowers. And those are usually available for whatever reason at um, our grocery store this time of year in different colors. And so I'll just pick up some. It's like, honestly, like $7. And just put them in a vase in your home. And it brings color, it brings life, it brings sort of a fresh look to your living spaces in a way that's going to make you feel good, that's going to make you smile. Um, So look for a way that you can bring living plants of some kind into your living spaces. Flowers are a wonderful way to be able to do that. This time of year, also daffodils. What a nice bright little spot of yellow in your day if you can do that. Um, Look for a way to do that. Even if you're not usually a flower person, look for a spot in your home. It might be on your kitchen counter. I like to sometimes put fresh flowers in the bathroom just because it's like nice to have that in there. Or maybe on an end table or maybe you have like a place where you have a statue of Mary or a holy image or your image of the sacred heart. Like that's a nice place to think about putting something simple. It doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be a big fancy bouquet, but think about what you like and what might bring a little bit of joy into your home. And the benefit, you know, it's going to be for other people in your home too. It's a nice little homemaking touch that you can add for no particular reason. Sometimes, you know, we you get flowers for your birthday or you might have gotten them for Valentine's Day or, you know, on your anniversary or whatever. Or, you know, maybe we buy fresh flowers to put out when company's coming over, but just do it for no reason at all. Look for um, a spot in your house that you might like to dress up in that way and just do it and see if that doesn't add a little more joy to these, these days for you. All right, the third way that I'm going to suggest that you brighten your day is to get more sleep. Now, I know. I did a whole show on sleep deprivation, tips for the sleep deprived. And that's been a very popular episode of Girlfriends. And so I know that many of us are struggling with sleep deprivation in a way that we can't control right now. If you've got little kids that are waking you up at night, if you have a newborn, you know, and then it comes back, ladies, it comes back the teenage years when they're out and you can't quite sleep because your kids are still out. It, it comes back, the sleepless night thing or the staying up late thing. So I get it. But in whatever way you can, and we all can be a little more intentional about getting proper rest. For me, discipline about getting proper rest is more about getting to bed at a regular time. And, you know, especially when the kids were little and I wasn't guaranteed an uninterrupted night of sleep. I would struggle with that kind of battle, you know, after the kids have gone to bed, because when they're little, they'll go to bed at like 7.30 or 8 or something. And then you have a little chunk of time there before you go to bed. And that time, you know, it can be precious time that you spend together with your husband, precious time that you might devote to, you know, reading or watching a show that you like or your own projects in some way. And for me, it was always this temptation to have that time 
expand into the wee hours of the morning, whether it was because I was binge watching a show with Dan or because I was working on writing something that was important to me or, you know, just doing something on my own that I enjoyed. It's like, that's my me time. I'm going to make the most of it. But that comes back to bite you in the morning when the alarm rings or when the kids get you up and you're not feeling well rested to take on your day. And sleep really does affect your moods. When you are tired, when you are sleep deprived, you, you're going to feel down. It's so much easier to feel anxiety. It's so much easier to feel depressed. There are all kinds of reasons for that. So look for ways that you can get more sleep. We've talked about it before here on the podcast. And in fact, I'll link up the, um, the episode that I just mentioned about sleep deprived. But also there was another show where I just talked about ways to get more sleep. And, um, you know, those, we can all be more intentional about it. And it really makes a big difference in your moods, how you feel. And that doesn't mean never, you know, stay up late doing something that you enjoy or, you know, enjoying time together with your husband. But um, on a regular basis, look for ways that you can get more rest. And it's going to boost your mood. It's going to improve your mood. It's going to help you even making better decisions about nutrition. I was so fascinated once when I read this scientific study that showed that when you are lacking sleep, your body starts craving carbs, like sugar, that quick energy fix. And I never really thought about that before. But then when I observed myself on a day where I was feeling particularly sleep deprived, that was when, I mean, not only reaching for the caffeine, but reaching for the cupcake or the the bagel or the, you know, chips or whatever, just that like quick energy fix, your body starts craving it. So, you know, one poor decision leads to future poor decisions. And before you know it, you're kind of spiraling downward in a way that's going to negatively affect the way that you feel every day. And, you know, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to be conscious about the ways that we're taking care of ourselves in order to be of service to our families. Ultimately, it's a gift that we're giving to our families when we take care of ourselves in some of these basic ways. Um, I mentioned a few shows ago that I now, usually, most days I'm wearing a Fitbit and kind of keeping track of my activity in that way. But one thing on this Fitbit is if you wear it to bed, it grades your sleep score. And I found this anxiety producing because I don't know about you, but I don't want to get graded on my sleep. Oh my gosh. But it it is helpful in a way if I do it regularly to look back and see, you know, what is my general pattern of behavior with regard to sleeping? Like, am I getting to bed at a regular time? Am I getting up at a regular time? How am I, how, how many hours am I generally sleeping? So um, I do, I do usually wear it to bed for that reason. So I can look back and see, um, I'm not necessarily checking in on my grade every day because that's, I mean, come on. I don't need a grade on that. But, you know, if you if you wear an activity tracker in that way, you might use that just to kind of see like, oh, is my my trend recently toward not sleeping quite so much? And how am I feeling because of that? In what ways can I make small steps toward, you know, getting more rest, getting the sleep that I need? So getting more sleep can be a huge way to brighten your days. All right, next one. I want to suggest that you add some music to your days. Now, many of us during Lent and practice, you know, finding more quiet in our days. And so you might be keeping the radio off in the car. You might not be listening to podcasts or other things that you normally listen to. But if you're struggling with your mood, if you're feeling down, then, you know, music can be a real way that brightens your mood, changes the whole atmosphere. You know, like what kind of music do you like? 
And, you know, look for a way to bring that into your day, whether it's adding music to your morning prayer time, inspirational music that you might enjoy listening to, or um, turning on music in the kitchen while you're doing the dishes, something that's going to boost your mood. When the kids were all little, I used to sometimes just put on, you know, music that we liked, like super upbeat music and just do an impromptu crazy dance party. And that can instantly change your mood. So, you know, of course, that relates to physical activity as well, which isn't one of my points that I'm going to share here. But of course, it's related to your mood. That's an instant way to brighten your day is to give yourself the endorphins, the gift of endorphins by doing something physical. But you know, so you could turn on music and move around and enjoy the music in that way. But just adding some music that you like whatever genre of music you enjoy, to a place in your life where you don't usually listen to it can be a way that really can add some joy and add a little bit of cheerfulness. It can change your mood. Music has the power to do that. It's one of our our senses that can, um, you know, the, the sense of hearing where it can instantly change how you're feeling. Like, have you ever done this, like, have on music in in like earphones as you're maybe when you're working out. I know I've experienced this before where I can be running and, you know, in silence and just hearing the sound of my breath. And that is that is one thing. And that can actually be a very meditative thing to do. But then if you're you're running and you're listening to music, like it it instantly, depending on the kind of music, can dramatize your situation and what you're experiencing, what you're seeing, what you're feeling. So think about ways in that you could incorporate music in your everyday, whether it's when you're driving or when you're doing regular chores or when you go for a walk, maybe incorporating it in a way that's going to just brighten your day a little bit and give you that mood boost that many of us are craving this time of year. All right, the next suggestion I want to make for brightening your day, and this is going to sound counterintuitive, but clean something. Okay, this this can be a huge way to boost your day. And yeah, it doesn't sound like a fun time to clean something, but it's a fun time after you clean the something. Okay, so here's what you do. Find a spot in your house that you regularly interact with, see every day or whatever in your regular living spaces. And we all have these spaces that tend to get cluttered, whether it's the counter right inside the front door where everybody dumps everything or a coffee table in your living room, or maybe it's your dining room table. I know sometimes people have multiple things that get dumped onto their dining room table, different projects going on. And next thing you know, you can't even sit down to have a family meal there. Something like that, that you see every day. Maybe it's the silverware drawer in your kitchen, just a bunch of stuff gets thrown in there or maybe it's a cabinet or a closet or whatever. Think about one little spot like that, that you see and interact with every day and recognize that dealing with that mess and seeing that mess is affecting your mood. And whether you recognize it or not, it is because you're, you're seeing that mess and it's, it's, clutter really does bring us down. So clean it out. Look, look for some small little project. You can spend 30 minutes maximum, maybe even less, and clean out that spot, declutter it. I did this recently with the refrigerator. Now, I know we are supposed to be cleaning our refrigerators out. Like I know people do it very regularly. I'm actually terrible about doing this regularly. Uh, Part of it is I don't like our fridge. (laughs) So um, it works and I'm grateful for it. But it's not the style of fridge that I would prefer. And I don't like the way it's structured. And so I'm kind of a baby about that. So I can't justify replacing it. In fact, we got this used and it was very cheap and it works great. 
and I like the way it looks, but I just don't like the way it functions. And it's, I don't like the way it's structured inside. So it does get cluttered inside. And so part of it is like, I avoid cleaning the fridge for that reason. The other part is just me. Like this goes way back with me because when I was like a teenager growing up, my mom, you know, we all go through this as moms. She went through this time when she was like restructuring all the chores that were assigned in the house. And I got cleaning out the fridge, which I was supposed to do on Saturdays or something. And she says, I never did it. Like I never once did it after she assigned that chore. Now that sounds terrible. And I can't imagine I was that bad a teenager, but yeah, I probably was. I I never cleaned the fridge. And so she still jokes about it today. Like, oh, are you going to clean the fridge? You know, (laughs) Um, my mom has a good sense of humor about my brattiness as a teenager, but that's an ongoing thing. I do not enjoy cleaning out the fridge. Okay. But I recently did this um, on a Saturday morning. I just took everything out, scrubbed everything down, threw away a bunch of stuff that, you know, you know what happens in your fridge. Like you get stuff in there and you don't even know it's there, like leftovers from 1970 or in the back of your fridge. Get rid of that stuff. That's gross. That's not healthy. (laughs) So anyway, I did a super clean out of it and I couldn't believe how great I felt every time I opened the fridge. And that was a very simple thing. And yeah, that because I had avoided it for so long was a larger project, but it doesn't have to be. And I gave myself a little lecture as I do. And funny side note, I I do give myself lectures. I talk to myself. I give myself a talking to. And I had a listener send me a note recently and say, I know that you must be an upholder in Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies. These are those personality tests because you give yourself a talking to. And I was like, oh, I I didn't know that was related. But she was right. That is my tendency. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, I will put a link in the show notes to the tendencies because I I actually love that um, way of thinking about yourself and what your your behaviors are. It's sort of a temperament quiz, a, a different way of looking at it. Anyway, I gave myself a talking to that if I just did this once a week, it would not be a huge project. It would take 10 minutes to take things out, wipe it down and just stay on top of it. The way I do other things inside the house, like cleaning bathrooms or kitchen counters or whatnot. So anyway, um, stay tuned for an update on whether or not I keep up that good habit of, of keeping the, the fridge cleaned out in that low maintenance kind of way. I will let you know, but it doesn't have to be the fridge for you. But that was like um, a reminder to me, that whole experience of the fact that cleaning out a space in your house can be a real mood booster. And it makes you feel great. And it might even be contagious and make you start cleaning out other things. You know, years ago, there was um, a, a lady online, she called herself the fly lady. I cannot remember why she did. Some of you might be familiar with her. Um, She was like a housekeeping kind of guru, kind of helping people begin to keep a clean house. And, you know, starting from the very bottom, like people who really struggled with it and were living in in piles of clutter. She really just kind of took you by the hand and walked you through. And I bet she still exists online. I cannot remember what her real name was, but she was the fly lady. Anyway, all of that said, she really recommended starting with putting your shoes on every morning. And like that, she felt like would just kind of lead to like a put togetherness. Then she believed in starting with just cleaning out your kitchen sink, like 
loading the dishwasher, making sure nothing's in there and just scrubbing it out so it looked perfectly clean. And she really believed in the idea that that would make you then notice, oh, I should clean my counters. Oh, I should clean out this cabinet. Oh, this table over here is a mess and just kind of lead to a different way of looking at your house. And I, I believe in that. So begin with cleaning out one one spot that bothers you or maybe that you don't notice, but look around and now it will stand out to you as, oh yeah, that's a messy spot and that weighs on me, that wears on me. You may not notice how it's affecting how you feel, um, but look for a spot like that that you can clean out, that you can declutter and it'll give you a little fresh space. Maybe that's where you're gonna put those fresh flowers. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So look for something you can clean out, a closet, maybe a, a table somewhere, maybe your bedroom dresser, maybe your 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 clothes closet, you get rid of stuff and just clean it out. So that will give you a mood boost every time you see it, I promise you. All right, the sixth way I want to suggest to brighten your day is to connect. We are meant for connection with our fellow human beings. And we can get into habits of just like not truly communicating with one another, or we fall out of habits of regular communication with our extended family, with our friends. Think about somebody that you might want to connect with in a special way. Now, this might not be any more special than connecting with your husband. Like, just give him a hug in the kitchen or connect with your kids, you know, physically connect with your kids, hug them, pat them on the head, put your arm around them, put your hand on their shoulder. Those physical ways of connecting actually do change our moods, make us feel better. But then also think about maybe a friend that you've been out of touch with. Maybe you haven't called your sister in a long time. Maybe there's your your good girlfriend and you've kind of been living in your own spheres and only texting every once in a while that you could make um, an appointment to have coffee with. We really get a lot out of those kinds of connections with other people. And our moods just tend to spiral downward when we get more and more isolated, when we don't make the effort to make those connections. So think about somebody you could connect with. And the bonus is you might be that boost to their day. You might be that bright spot in their day that you are looking to connect in that way, that you're just looking to rekindle a friendship, rekindle a relationship, or just reconnect with the people in your own life, in your own home, in your own family, right under your own roof, because we all fall into those habits of taking each other for granted. We fall into those habits of the regular ways that we communicate that aren't, you know, truly deep or authentic. Just look for a way to lovingly connect with your fellow human beings today. Start today. That connection can be a real boost to your mood. Okay, so those are my six different ways that I want to suggest that can brighten your day. First of all, pray with scripture. Number two, buy some flowers. Number three, get more sleep. Four, add some music to your day. Five, clean something. And number six, connect with a fellow human being in whatever way makes sense for you right now. But you might have something to add to my list. What is boosting your mood? What is enhancing your life these days? What is brightening your day? I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I am Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, coming up, I've got some listener feedback. I actually have a listener question that's very much related to the topic we've been talking about here on the podcast. But first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you are listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista and a Baptist turned Catholic. As a Baptist, I thought that Catholic beliefs were invented. 
that they came out of nowhere and had no connection whatsoever to the Bible. I also happened to believe that the Old Testament was about rules, rituals, and sacrifices that the New Testament gave us permission to ignore for a personal relationship with Jesus. It's a long story, but as God began connecting the Old and New Testaments for me, I was stunned by the beautiful consistency of God in the Catholic Church. I can't tell you how exciting it was when God opened my eyes to the incredible ways the Old Testament foreshadows God's plan for the New Testament and for His Catholic Church. In my book, Fulfilled, Uncovering the Biblical Roots of Catholicism, I explain these amazing connections, and I share how those connections helped change my life. If you read this book, I promise that you will come away with tools to help you share your Catholic faith easily, answer questions about how your Catholic faith fits with what's in the Bible, and most importantly, grow deeper in your relationship with Christ. If you're interested in learning more or ordering a copy of Fulfilled, Uncovering the Biblical Roots of Catholicism, you can do so at ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback or a listener question. And um, this week I heard from Julie, and I thought I would include it here because it's very much related to this week's topic. Um, Julie says, Dear Danielle, do you have any advice for me learning to control my emotions better? I think I drive my family crazy with my mood swings every week, or let's be honest, every day. I know it's probably hormonal, but I really struggle to figure out what's normal for my moods and behavior and what is not. The good news is that my husband is going straight to heaven, but the bad news is that I worry I'm not being fair to my family. Do you have any suggestions for me, Julie? Okay, so yes, this is related um, because some of the things we talked about can be a way to brighten your mood if you're struggling with bad moods, if you're feeling down. Um, But Julie, first, I want to suggest to you, go to your doctor. You know, you're, you're struggling to know if this is normal, if these fluctuations are normal. Go and get a, a health check with your doctor. When did you last get a checkup? When did you last have a health screening? Just go. There might be something very simple um, that's that's going on with you that you could you could adjust. I'm not necessarily saying you need to be on psych meds or anything like that, but you know, your doctor can help you figure out like what types of fluctuations in your hormone levels and whatnot can be normal. So I really would start there. And then second of all, I would suggest that you focus on your own physical health because there's so much about our physical health that can be related to these kinds of mood swings. And yes, some of it is inevitable. Some of it is a very normal part of our, you know, our, the ways that we experience the world as women, our, our hormones fluctuate, you know, throughout the month. Um, you might be, you didn't mention, you know, if you're pregnant or nursing and all of those things can affect your hormonal health and the ways in which you, your hormones are affecting your moods. But make sure that you're getting enough rest and nutrition and exercise. Just those basic things can be a huge help in just leveling out your hormones to um, to a, a more normal, a more normal level, a way that's going to feel better, going to feel more balanced to you. So those are some basic ways that you can take care of yourself. And then third, I just want to suggest that you communicate with your husband about this. You say he's going straight to heaven, maybe, but uh, maybe it would be helpful for you to talk with him about it. And maybe you have done this, um, but just in case you haven't, I want to suggest that you you talk with him frankly about it and say, 
hey, like in a moment when you're feeling sane, I feel this way sometimes. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I get angry or I get sad or whatever it is with you. And I want to I want to talk with you about it. I, 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 you know, and maybe spend a little time, Julie, focusing on what is triggering you after an episode. Maybe look and say, this happened because, let's see, for example, maybe you noticed a mess in the living room and you freaked out on your family about the mess. Was it about the mess? Look at that. What? Why was that triggering you? Why did that spend, you know, why did you spend time getting angry about that? Why, why was that a trigger for you? Think it through. Maybe it's not about the mess. Maybe it's about you feel overwhelmed by housework. Maybe it's about you feel taken for granted by your family. Like spend a little time delving a little deeper into what's going on with you. And so it might make sense. Maybe it makes sense that you you have these responses, like whether you're feeling angry or you're feeling frustrated, or you're feeling sad. Those are just feelings. You know, there's no judgment there, but you get to decide how you're going to respond to those feelings. And part of that decision needs to be based on understanding where they come from what they're based on. Maybe it makes sense and there's something you can address about what's triggering those feelings. Maybe they don't make sense. And I know I have certainly experienced more than one time where I've gotten very upset about something. And even as I'm upset about it, I can recognize like, this doesn't make sense. This is an overreaction. And yet I'm still feeling it anyway. And it's in those moments that I can be like, okay, this is like a hormonal thing going on. And you know, recognizing that is a little bit helpful, but it doesn't necessarily change how you're feeling. But I I want to encourage you to spend a little time kind of delving into that. And your husband can be a big help here because you can talk these things through with him. It sounds like he's a wonderfully supportive man. So spend a little time with him, just talking it through, communicating about what, what does trigger you. Maybe it's when you're feeling tired. Maybe it's on a day when you haven't gotten good rest the night before. Maybe it's on a day where you have a lot of different obligations that you're balancing. Maybe um, it happens when you feel stressed out around you know, preparing meals or whatever it is. Spend some time on your own looking into what triggers you and then talk with your husband about it. Talk with your husband about what those triggers are. And you may be surprised. You know, our husbands are such a great gift to us because we talk a lot about feminine genius, but there is such a thing as masculine genius because they have their own perspective on things and it's so different from ours and can be such a gift to us so many times. Dan will make just, you know, what seems to him a normal observation about something that I'm really struggling with. And it's such an enlightening moment for me. It's so helpful to have that outside perspective. So I want to encourage you to take advantage of that with your own husband, Julie. I hope that's helpful. I hope this whole show has been helpful in some way in uh, talking about different ways to brighten your mood and brighten your days. Um, But other people may have suggestions. So anyone, if you have something you want to suggest to Julie, if there's something that you might add to today's list of things to brighten your days, or if you have something that you want to add to my suggestions for Julie, um, for struggling with mood fluctuations and mood swings, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram. I would love to connect with you there also on Facebook and Twitter. And before we have to go, I just want to ask of you one small favor. If you enjoy listening to the Girlfriends Podcast, would you consider spending just a minute over on iTunes and leaving a ratings and review for the show. 
It is so helpful in growing our community of listeners here at Girlfriends. And I'm so grateful to those of you who have taken the time to encourage me and encourage the work we're doing here at Girlfriends in that way. So if you are on iTunes, it really just takes a second to head over and you just write a couple of sentences. It doesn't have to be deeper involved. It's a huge boost and a huge help to growing the podcast. But if you're not on iTunes, you know, leave a review, leave a rating wherever you do listen to podcasts, whether it's on um, Spotify or or on Stitcher, or Google Play, wherever you listen. Or if you just listen on the website, totally fine. I would love it if you would link to the show or, or share the show with a good friend. That's a really helpful way to grow our audience as well. Word of mouth is hugely important. So thank you so much for considering that. And that's all the time we have for today. But I want to thank you for being here. Your presence here is truly a gift to me. I'm so encouraged by the fact that you show up and that we're able to connect in this way each week. So thank you for that. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.